This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Dr. Vic here. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just share with you about my upcoming book, Decoding the Matrix, coming out in May 2022. And right now I have a VIP list that I'm creating uh, that I would love to have you join. And what this is, is you're going to get a massive discount on the book and a ton of freebies. And it's only going to be available to those on the list. So if you want to looking for an amazing book to come out that's going to help you understand your potential, start your spiritual awakening, and really just see the importance and the value of who you are and what you bring to the table of being existing in this world and understanding how to not allow the matrix to tarnish that, then this book is for you. So check it out in the show notes. You can click on there and you can uh, go ahead and put your information in and you'll be put on the list automatically. I'll be sharing updates on the book. And you're going to, again, like I said, you're going to get an unbelievably massive discount for the book and a ton of freebies. So don't wait, check the show notes and click on the link and get signed up today. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment as each week I have an opportunity to interview someone to share space with us, with you, to go ahead and share their gift, their wisdom, their knowledge to help us level up in some way, shape or form in life. And this week, I had a blast discussing and talking with 
Brandon Wilson, and we had such an awesome time. I mean, Brandon, you can tell he's very passionate about what he does. He's all about how to protect leadership through leadership sabotage. He has a book that was just written um, called Sabotage. And the second one is that he talks, we talked a lot about how to be an unstoppable leader, how to break through the barriers and break through these, these, these things that people will potentially try to sabotage, not in a bat, not purposefully, but in a way to how to be unstoppable, but break through those things. So that way you can share your gift. You can share your wisdom. You can share your thing to help elevate humanity to move forward. To dive any further, Brandon is one of the world's best communicators and a sought-after executive consultant. His impact has helped leaders realize daring pursuits from building college campuses to addressing global wealth disparities. But more than this, Brandon is a survivor of leadership sabotage. His bout with betrayal, theft, and deceit cost him more than $600,000 and threatened his livelihood in an unthinkable way. Brandon's experience has taught him that despite a leader's talent level, having an inability to survive leadership sabotage can stop anyone from realizing their full potential. Sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. I promise you'll get as much as I did out of it and so much more. Without any further ado, here is Brandon Wilson. Brandon, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here, man. Sabotage, leadership, all this, how to overcome it, and so much more. Uh, I, I just think this is a huge topic, and I'm, I'm I'm so excited to have you on here now to discuss this. And, and before we get into all that good stuff, um, do you mind sharing with us, and my listeners know I like to get right into the beginning of everything, uh, your story. How did you get to what you're doing today? What's, what's the journey? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, you know, every everybody has unique experiences. And it's really hard to always talk about your your story because it's unique. And your listeners, no matter where they come from, whether they be in healthcare, whether they be in entrepreneurship, whether they be in corporate America, uh, are really concerned about advancing their own position. Like, how can I, what do, what can I gain from this, from this 40 minute podcast to help advance my business? And so it's when talking about my own story, I want to be very quick and succinct in talking about it because it's everybody's story is unique. Um, but let me let me lay the credibility groundwork a little bit before we start talking about leadership. Uh, I, I, I did have an unconventional path. Uh, I've been been homeless twice and um, uh, been a victim of leadership sabotage. I've been, uh, uh, you know, been betrayed. And bullied, and, and all of the the things that we talk that we're talking about. Uh, what I take from all of those experiences is though is that that I overcame with them. And what it showed me is that life throughout life, there are forces that try to stop us from advancing to the next level or advancing closer to our goals. Uh, and I have uh, faced uh, many of those forces. Some of those being circumstantial while others being human imposed and some even self imposed uh, and I've overcome those and, and and have reached a place where I'm now considered uh, an influential communicator uh, and a, an advisor to some of the uh, most notable brands in the world and the executives who work at them. I collaborate with folks at, uh, at Apple. Uh, I'm collaborating in, in with the folks at Nike. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, Apollo Global Management, 
and others. And so, and what I've learned is that there's a theme is that what's been unique to my story in, in terms of these forces that try to limit me and have tried to stop me, whether they be circumstantial, self-imposed or human imposed, um, it's not unique to me. You know, all of those leaders that I, uh, that I advise and provide strategies to, to go after bold and pursuits, they face the same struggles and they may, pr- you know, pronounce themselves in different ways. Uh, and they may pronounce themselves in different ways in your practice, in your pursuits. But the common thread here is that we need to understand um, the best practices uh, that must that are necessary to allowing you to become an unstoppable leader. So I look forward to sharing that with all of your your, your listeners today. Love that. Thank you for sharing, brother. So what are some of the things then that like create the, the sabotage? I have a feeling I, I've done this to myself and I'm very curious to see what that is uh, to create that discussion. Well, uh, let me start. It's just two sides of that coin. I mean, there are saboteurs uh, look like other people, but they also look like us. <laughs> so um, I'll start with with taking your 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 cue there. And let's start talking about self-sabotage. And self-sabotage are the things we do do to ourselves, to betray ourselves, to steal from ourselves, to deceive ourselves in order to allow us to preserve present day comfort or complacency. I want that definition to seek in. And so every time you say to yourself, hey, I'm waking up and I want to do something big. I want to do something great. I want to achieve a next level. I want to gain a a promotion or earn a promotion or what have you. As soon as that reality comes out of your mouth or, or, or becomes action, the, it unlocks the forces of sabotage that tries to limit you. And the first saboteur that you will face will be yourself. Can I do this? Is this even possible? And so it's important to understand that this happens to everybody. You know, there is even the most confident people in the world wrestle with with self-doubt, which is a uh, a force that that brings about self-sabotage in our lives. Another one is a failure of success um, is another one that and there and, and, and in my book, Sabotage, Leadership That Overcomes Betrayal, Theft and Deceit. You know, I, I, I go through great pains to talk about and, and dedicate chapters to each one of the forces that lead to self-sabotage. And I'm not a victim. I'm not a, an exception. I'm also uh, someone who is overcoming self-sabotage. Uh, about 2012 or so, of, of uh, I, w- I had a great idea. I had an idea that I was passionate about, I believed in. So much so that I hired attorneys and I hired research firms. I mean, that's how much I believed in this idea. Uh, and the idea was to start a, a technology company and a logistics company that would allow people to um, shop and buy groceries and have them delivered to their home. <laughs> Mind blown, right? <laughs> Can you believe that somebody would have that, that idea? Um, I was passionate about it. It was amazing. I said, let's go. And uh, I did the research, wrote the business plan and was passionate about it. And I I went to go. um, I talked to all the people who were supportive of me, which is a great place to start. Uh, I didn't go talk to a research uh, outfit. And the person who interviewed me 
at the end of that interview, uh, I was going to hire her <clears throat> or that firm. Uh, and she walked me to the door. She said, Brandon, are you sure you want to do this? Like enter the, the delivery grocery business? I was like, yeah, I think it could be revolutionary because it will provide a platform for moms to shop for other moms. Think about it. I mean, it's revolutionary. Moms know what moms need and, and henceforth. She was like, well, listen, there's a guy um, that I talked to who is interested in doing a similar business. And he's already started. He's a little bit way down the hit road from you. And let me just tell you, it's hard work. He's struggling. It's not going so well. Anyway, give me a call. We're ready to do the work for you. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what happens next, right? I go to my car and then I look in the mirror in my car before I pull off. And I told myself, can I survive that hard work? Do I know enough to be successful? You know, do I want to absorb those struggles? Like I let somebody else's experiences become mine or somebody else's perceptions of somebody else's experience become mine. How many times have we done that? And then I go and I look for validation for that. So I go home and talk to people that I trust. I, call, I talk to my wife. It's like, well, you know, we got a lot going on. You know, I think you really need to think about starting another business. <laughs> and this came up and I call some buddies and they start, yeah, you know, it is kind of risky, you know, and I pull the plug. Uh, fast forward, there was a guy and it may have been the same guy. I don't know. Um, it's a high school dropout, a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, he lives uh, 15 miles away from where I'm sitting today. And uh, he had a similar idea and he, he launched it. He, he did it. He did not self-sabotage. He saw through all those vulnerabilities and they launched the company and it's called Shipped. You may have heard of it. You may have used it already today. <laughs> <laughs> Shipped. Um, he 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 did it because he saw himself as a winner, as a finisher, as a as somebody who be- is committed to completion. I didn't, and that vulnerability led me to self sabotage. And there's a real cost to self sabotage too. Uh, after you know about f- a year later, I was had the great fortune of of being in a meeting with Brian Cornell, who's the chairman, president, and CEO of Target Corporation, and um, he purchased shipped for $500 million. And he stood behind the podium and somebody from the audience is about you know, 75 people at this private meeting, raised their hand and asked Brian and said, Brian, why did you buy this company? And you know what he said? He said, I thought it was revolutionary that somebody created the platform that allowed moms to shop for other moms. That's what he said. million is what I stole from myself. And so I think the first place to talk about in becoming an unstoppable leader is gaining the tools needed to not stop your own leadership pursuits. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what, what, you know, I think that's, you know, as a, as a coach myself, it's one of those things I, 
uh, when I work with clients, it's amazing to see like they want the help, they get excited, right? And then it comes to that point where I'm like, and I think this is another form of self-sabotage. I've done this. This is how I'm just sharing my own little experience here where you're like, yeah, that sounds great, man. I want to do that. Holy cow, I want to get there. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's get on the call. Let's do this. And then here's what the investment's going to be. And it's like, I don't know if I'm really worth that, man. I don't know. That's a good amount of money. And it's like this self-talk, but I think sometimes it's just look as you're, it's that work to get there, right? The, it's just, hey, you got to commit and I'm going to help you get there to commit to these things to get you to where you want to go. And yeah, it's unpacking the work. Yeah. That's, that's when, that's when you're faced with, are you truly committed and can you really stand this, these headwinds? And it's funny you brought up shipping with groceries. I remember when Peapod was coming around and I looked at my buddy, mm-hmm. I was, I think I was like, I had to be maybe and just getting into undergrad. And I, I looked at him and I said, man, that's the future right there. People are going to be that's shipping groceries. Future. And he looked at me like, he goes, ah, people ain't going to get there. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you. And I just wasn't investing smart at that time. I didn't have understanding Mm. of finance. Like, like, oh, that'd be great. How can we start something like this? I really think this would do it. So I didn't have that. And so I I missed that at that boat by a huge mile. Because now, look, like you said, the story, look where we are. Look where everything is. Look where we are. And and I tell you this, you know, to, to be a leader of consequence, you have to be committed to, to pursuing things that are innovative and, and, and not to sound cliched here. So I want to, let me describe innovation. Innovation is, is, introduce, is, is introducing a practice that as if it is normal, even though no one has seen or experienced it yet. So you almost have to get out of your own way and you have to also get out of your own networks of complacency in order for innovation to even take place in your leadership pursuit in your leadership journey because all all everything around you is going to say that's impossible that that can't happen so you have to almost live in a parallel universe in order to be an innovative leader you know just anecdotally, there, and I've said this often, and and I hope it's of benefit to to those who are listening to this, is that leaders who who become unstoppable uh, have uh, one or all three of these qualities, and and I'll I'll explain them as activities so that so that you can assess whether or not you have a penchant for any of these, uh, and they're broad. The first is. Uh, people who run long distances or run marathons. So before you begin and say, oh, Lord, that's not me. I, I, don't, I can't even walk a block without her. I'm not talking about the act of running an entire marathon more so than I am talking about the crux of the matter is a person who is committed to running to a finish line that no one has seen. Stop right there. If you have the ability to prepare day in and day out to get on a field or on the track or on a road and run to a finish line that nobody has seen on terrain that nobody has experienced. You may be in Chicago. You may be from New York. You may be in Philadelphia, but you but you're from Sacramento. I mean, you don't even know what the neighborhood's like, how hilly it is, but you are able to say, I'm committed to making it to this finish line. 
myself. That's one person. The other person is, is someone who's committed to traveling um, and not just in groups, but by themselves and willing to be vulnerable enough to get lost in a place and especially a place where your your language is not native. I mean, if you are able to be comfortable or allow yourself to be vulnerable and and, and that kind of vulnerability prompts you in order to survive or to endure that experience, you have to invite variance into your life, diversity into your life, inclusion into your life, other people's lived experiences into your life. If you're if you're comfortable with that and you jump headlong, you almost jump out of the plane to go to that place, then that's another quality, being okay with vulnerability. And and, and the last is our foodies, people who uh, are willing to brave or, or, or put their health at risk just to experience uh, an adventure uh, and, and be able to connect with other people who believe in and swear by whatever that octopus will do when it hits their tongue. You know, that kind of adventure uh, leads to or is, is undergirded by a kind of selfishness that allows you to have adventures that involves you or integrates you into communities that you otherwise wouldn't be a part of. If you are if you are able to take anything out of one or all three of those experiences, then you have the qualities needed to become unstoppable. And what what you need to start thinking about now is, is where do I I live on the spectrum of susceptibility to self-sabotage? Where do I live on that spectrum uh, so that I can stop stopping myself? I like that. And is it, is it just like feeding into what you enjoy? It's like, just not like, here's what I'm going to do. Forget the noise kind of a mindset. It is, it is. This is what I'm committed to doing. You know, nobody ever changed the world because other folks said it needed to change. I'm going to repeat that. Nobody ever changed the world because other folks said it needed to change. People woke up and said, there's a better way to do this and I'm going to make sure it happens. And which leads to the more traditional conversation about sabotage is that the more consequential your pursuits become, the more audacious your pursuits become, the bolder the things you want to accomplish comes becomes, the higher the stakes. And so because you start when you start operating in a high stakes leadership environment, it does unlock the forces of of human imposed sabotage, leadership sabotage. And before anybody says, this can't happen to me, um, betrayal, theft, and deceit, stuff I see on TV, you know, I want to make, I want to share a story with you about a guy who uh, sought to revolutionize the world and the way we communicate with each other. Uh, He had an idea. Uh, He went to his garage and uh, inspired a buddy to come in and, and, and build a new kind of technology hardware that would change the way our world communicated with each other. Uh, People would pass by the house and it was like, these guys are crazy. What the heck is going on here? Uh, He he got some investors to believe in it. Uh, He built the company. Uh, He hired a CEO, a guy named John. And that CEO saw that maybe this guy was on to something and he really could change the world. 
and make a lot of money doing it. So now the stakes are high. And so what John did was say, hey, I need to get a piece of this, this action. Let me uh, start uh, a reputation assassination campaign to get this founder out of the way. And let me start talking about telling people of, of repute and of influence that this guy is, is cantankerous, you know, off his rocker, uh, is running toward a future that doesn't exist, going to lose all of their money. And because the stakes were so high, other people believe that person. And the guy who started and envisioned that world was, you know, for all intents and purposes, fired from his job. And the reason I share that story is because we often think that we're too smart to be sabotaged. And when I tell you the name of that person who was, you know, removed from his perch and who was the envision the visionary behind this, you're going to say, wow, he's one of the smartest and most legendary leaders we know. And his name is Steve Jobs. He was a victim of sabotage, leadership sabotage. It was what happened in his second act, the overcoming part that has made him legendary. So when he recovered from his sabotage, he called it betrayal. He calls it sabotage himself in, in, uh, in many of his writings. And when he, when he spoke about the instance, uh, what he did was is he embraced mastery uh, in a leadership discipline that we don't talk a lot about. And that is protecting our leadership journeys uh, and our leadership pursuits. One of the most enduring qualities of Steve Jobs was his uncanny ability to be able to assess those who were for his visions and pursuits and those who were prepared to stand against his visions and pursuits. And because he became a master at overcoming leadership sabotage, we now have so much more than a computer that fits in our hand. I want to be very clear about that. It's, that was not the pursuit. Let's go back to the garage. What he was after was fundamentally changing the way that we engage with the world and how the world engages with us. And if he did not take serious over the, the protecting his leadership pursuits from leadership sabotage, we may be living today in a completely different world. And this is why my book is so important talking about the forces of leadership sabotage, whether they be imposed by others or, or self-imposed is so important because each of you have your own unique gifts to offer the world. Each of you have your own unique gifts to offer your neighborhood, your community, your household. And if you allow or don't take serious protecting those things that uh, seek to, uh, that you are out to pursue uh, from the forces that seek to limit you, then you will be allowing sabotage to rob the world, your community, your home, your family, your own person, your careers of the incredible gifts that you have to offer it. I love that story. I mean, it's, it's amazing with Steve Jobs. Another one, too, is uh, um, his, his, uh, his nemesis or his competitor or the one who stole from him or whoever that story is. Uh, but Bill Gates in 1980s. Bill, I think it was 89, 83, 85. I can't remember the exact year, but it was in the 80s. And I remember he got asked and he, he's like, what's your vision? And he goes, I see what I want to do for the world. I want to, I see everybody having a PC in their household. Mm. And, and, and the people looked at him and said, are you freaking crazy? 
Are it was you like insane. Exactly. Like, you know how much those computers cost? You know how much to sit? And they just gave yeah. him all yeah. the negatives. And he goes, no, it's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, and, and when you were talking about the story and stuff, it's kind of like the, the, the story of uh, or the quote on Gandhi when he says, you know, first they ignore you, but then, then they'll, they'll start to laugh at you when you start to get more persistent with That's it. Right. That's right. And then right. they're, then they're right. going to fight you on it. But then eventually you're going to win as long as you stay with it. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll, there are tons of examples of this. And, and I go back and this is not self-promotion. This is a belief in how important and how under um, regarded the subject of sabotage is. I, you, you name Gates, right? I, I'll name you some more leaders who had to face and overcome sabotage. Uh, one is uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. <sighs> Mind blown. Totally. If he allowed the forces of sabotage in his form with reputation assassination being led by J. Edgar Hoover, we probably wouldn't even know the concept of integration today. I mean, think about how think about how consequential that is. I'll name another one. Um, Thomas Edison. I mean, think about it. We take photos for for granted. He didn't create the light bulb for the light bulb. He created the light bulb along the way to creating platforms that allow us to share memories with each other. The, his, his, his inventions led to modern day videography, photography. I mean, if he allowed other scientists to steal and survive what he was after, forget an iPhone, we wouldn't even be able to take pictures and share them with other people. I mean, how, how amazing that, that is. Uh, and, and there, there are all of these stories. Um, you know, Maurice and Richard McDonald's, the real founders of McDonald's, they didn't protect, protect their pursuits. And Ray Kroc literally stole their company from them. I mean, think about that. So wh- wh- the reason I say that is to share this, make the case that that leadership sabotage is so pervasive, yet so under talked about that we are by not focusing more on the limiting forces around us, we are allowing those people who seek to portray, deceive and steal from us an advantage when it comes to stymieing our own advancement and our own growth, whether they be personal uh, or professional. And so for every leader, they're, they're about to sabotage. And, and the last thing I like to tell folks is, is, I believe that there are 300 other Dr. Martin Luther King Juniors and 299 of them were taken out by saboteurs. I like to believe that there were 500 more Steve Jobs in the world and 499 of them were taken out by betrayal, theft and deceit, never made it off the off the runway. I want you to think about that. You could be the one that breaks through and do that revolutionary thing that you are waking up every day passionate about doing. But it's important that you understand that at the front porch of success, I mean, at the door of success, the front porch is sabotaged. And in order to get to that door, you have to have some equipment and some tools needed to complete the journey and to finish. And that's what my book equips you with. It's called Sabotage, Leadership That Overcomes Betrayal, Theft, and Deceit. 
I love that. Yeah, I love I, there's so many, so many people. Like when you were talking, I'm like Muhammad Ali was another one who just yeah, name came it. out, came out talking, <laughs> and everyone's like, "You're crazy! What are you talking about?" He goes, "You watch, I'll be the greatest of all." I'm gonna shake up the world. I'm gonna yep. shake up the world. You're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so many I'm thinking you of. Shook up the world. <laughs> so we've been discussing sabotage let's dive into a little bit then so what is it that a leader needs to do or how do they become unstoppable to break through these barriers and to become that you know the next steve jobs to open up to express their gifts to no matter what comes their way because like a lot of times i tell people like when they have a great idea and a gift i'm like hold it with yourself and like why do you mean that why do you say that i was like because it don't first of all just don't tell it to the most closest people to you uh that's right because that's of right. that and it's and, that's and right it, and I wish that wasn't true. I really don't. But it's just unfortunately, it just is what it is. But, you know, how can how can leaders be unstoppable? How can they break through these things? Yeah. And this is a great place for us to to to, to provide real skills for for folks. You know, when we're driving in our car and, or riding in an airplane, you're a pilot or whatever, but more likely driving in our car. There's really subtle nuances that happen that make you say, man, something doesn't feel right here. Let me take my car to a to a mechanic. And then that mechanic diagnoses what the problem is and says, yeah, there is some debris in here that is affecting uh, A, B and C and it's affecting how your car runs. There are some components here or parts here that's been in a position for too long. Uh, and, you know, it's affecting uh, how your how your car runs. And so you have a choice then to either repair or replace those things. In our own lives, and our own networks, we are for- faced with the same thing. If there are people who are frustrating our journeys around us, uh, it could be because they've been in a position too long or they feel like they've been over uh, overlooked for promotions uh, and that they have nothing to lose. So they become vulnerable to the forces to become a saboteur. And the other is, is that uh, they uh, they have been influenced by by. By, un, by others in their network, where they may go to seek advisory counsel for someone else, maybe courted companies or other places, and then they're bringing uh, bad influences in with them. So that's that debris that gets in. The challenge that we face is we often see saboteurs when they reveal themselves, uh, and it's too late. The spouse is gone, our, our, <laughs> our, our soulmate is gone, our business is gone, our investments are gone by the time we realize it. So what I like to do is share with you four things, four things that put you in a position to see sabotage before it strikes. I call these the four horsemen of sabotage. And to protect yourself from them, it's important that you know that sabotage rides on one of four horses. We call these the four horses, the four horsemen of sabotage. The first in no particular order is jealousy. If you hear or you yourself, uh, hear yourself uh, using language of hatred about uh, a fixed pie mentality that really talks about why is it that person A gets something uh, because you wanted it or because somebody else says it and they say because they wanted it. Why do people always believe that Sherry will always do A, B, C, and D? You know, that kind of language is a, is, is a horseman that rides in and lays the ground for sabotage. And, and jealousy is, is hatred disguised at anything but. And if it allows to fester and to grow, it can reach the level of covetedness. And this horseman is incredibly skilled and it's more than just words, but they will put action to trying to hide or limit your access to opportunities for the advancement of the people that they loathe. 
And so it's really important to see and to hear that horseman as some as a as in your network and in your ecosystem, because they make fertile ground for actions of sabotage. The other horseman is arrogance. Arrogance is defined by a by blind ambition, by a inability to be coached every time we give insights or suggestions for improvement is seen as a personal affront. Um, uh, it is driven by insatiable competition uh, to win and sometimes by any means. And so when you start seeing those characteristics in megalomania, uh, those characteristics start to form around your ecosystem. You know that that horseman is around you uh, and it leads to a certain set or certain kinds of sabotage. Uh, and we outline the types of behavior and what you need to do whenever you spot that horseman. The other one is lying, the, the horseman of lying. Um, and people lie for a lot of reasons, but two of them is to distract from themselves, to say, hey, look over there so that I cannot be the, uh, the, the point of the focus of attention and I can continue to bask in and, 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 and dwell in my pleasant comforts and the things that I master without anybody messing with me. And then there's another level of lying where people literally lie to harm others, where it's not just look over there, but it's um, my new supervisor, whom I don't want to be in the position, um, uh, said something off color to me uh, and they need to be removed, uh, sexually harassed me and they need to get out of here or whatever it is. And so that horseman of lying gives way to a set of sabotaging behavior as well. And uh and then the last is seduction, the horsemen of seduction. And these are, we're not talking like intimately. What I mean is, is these are people who are skilled master. This horseman is written by people who are masters of getting you to go along their journey, uh, their leadership journey, and they're all on their, and their bold pursuits. And they are well curated. They have lives that seem larger than life. They are, they have the word high. Um, you know, high performer stamped on their forehead. Uh, and you want to be with these people because they may look like they may be the next CEO of that corporation. They may be the next, they're on the rise, high potential all day. Uh, but they're, they're, their flaw is that they want to win by any means necessary and to keep harm from ever coming to their door. They relish being able to recruit an entourage of people who may be even interested in doing their bidding, even if it's unseemly or close to being unethical. Uh, in the case, in the event that harm does come their way, they have people to throw under the bus uh, and they continue to get those people to join. One of their most popular ways is to say, when I get this promotion, you're coming with me. The downside is you will never be, no matter how loyal you are or how much you follow, you will never be promoted or advanced further than that horseman. So those are the four horsemen of sabotage. Wow, I love that. The last one, you, you kind of bring up a point for me where, and I'm not against groups at all. I, I think they have, a, they serve a purpose and I'm very a big fan of them to a certain degree. But then there's the other side of it where you just shared where like when people join groups or be part of groups and they, they let that lead them and guide them and go there. I always say you can be in a group and it's great. Learn from it, take the information, 
but then make sure you stay yourself, stay independent because you become blurred in with everyone. But more importantly, you'll never be able to surpass the person who leads the group because the person who leads the group most of the time will not allow that to happen in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. Authenticity is a superpower and being courageous enough and bold enough to be that authentic leader matters. Uh, there are two two laws, leadership laws that really predicated on what you just said. That I think are also important, and I hope it encourages leaders to be their authentic selves, even when they're faced with that those kind of environments. You know, culture is uh, is anchored in two laws, especially work culture, professional culture, even our homes. If you're if you're if your mother is and you run their house, is that there's a law of replication, and the law of replication just basically says that people will do as you do before they do what you say. And so you are in a tug of war every time you you enter into a culture where people do unseemly things. Uh, you can look at, you know, old school Wells Fargo. You can look at Theranos. You can look at, you know, those people are, are replicating the behavior of the leaders and doing things that are unseemly. And if you are, if you find yourself in one of those places, you have a choice. Do I replicate that behavior or do I be authentic and hope that other people replicate my behavior? Now, ultimately, what's going to end up happening is you either affect the culture or you part ways, uh, which brings us to the second law is the law of attraction is that you will know if you are a good fit into a place uh, because those leaders behaviors are anchored in values. Those leaders behaviors are anchored in values. And you typically attract people who share those same values. So you can look at the people who've been at organizations for a long time um, or who are advancing, who gets the promotions. And they usually share or are uh, the, the, the values that the leader who's given the promotion find attractive. And so you yourself, when you are in a position to lead a division or lead a group, you're going to be attracting people. Uh, that that share your values. And, and that often leads to affinity bias. So you have to ward off against becoming too homogenous. But those two laws are important to understand because you have the ability to break those chains in any corporation, any company, any group that you are a leader because you need to be bold and courage enough to bring your authentic self to every place you are in uh, so that you uh, put that organization in a position to confront its own vulnerabilities and to become unstoppable. Authenticity is a, is a tool you need to carry everywhere with you. I couldn't agree with you more there. I'm a huge fan of authenticity and uh, things I always teach is, you know, you got to keep that no matter what. Um, That's what kind of, it, 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 it just keeps you, especially in the day of age where we are today, uh, it definitely could be a, a gift and a tool to allow to thrive in different situations and so forth. Um, yeah, if you, I mean, there's nothing like going home, looking yourself in the mirror after you've left work and not and for that first hour after you've left that toxic work environment, you don't even recognize the person you see in the mirror. I mean, think about that. Like you you've you don't want to live that kind of life where you sacrifice so much of your authenticity that you have to find yourself by the time you sit down at the dinner table. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it i love it i love yeah, it yeah absolutely so brother how can people connect with you find you get a copy of your book where's it located all that good stuff 
Well, you can buy the book is in in, in paperback form, is in audio book form, is ebook form. You can go on Amazon, but but the easiest place I, I tell folks is brandonwilson.co. Brandonwilson.co. Again, that's brandonwilson.co. When you go to that website, you will learn about the book. You'll learn about me um, in, in my nearly two decades of helping leaders unlock the next levels of their leadership uh, and protecting their bold pursuits. Uh, and you can also reserve time with me just for free, just because I'm passionate about the subject. This is my ministry. You know, if you want to, if there's something you're vexed with at the company, at your company or in your home, in your neighborhood, uh, in your practice, that you just want to share with me and get my advice or my insights on, you know, you can go to brandonwilson.co, book my time. And you can also purchase uh, Sabotage, a leadership that overcomes betrayal, theft, and deceit uh, at brandonwilson.co as well. Love it, brother. I appreciate your passion for leadership and all that you're doing and taking some time out of your day just to share with our listeners uh, how to not sabotage, be a, uh, prevent uh, leadership sabotage and then how to be unstop- an unstoppable leader. So thanks for your time, brother. I greatly appreciate it and enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. Until next time, keep rocking and rolling.